Welcome to Done With Debauchery, a sobriety and wellness podcast where you'll hear honest experiences about navigating life and relationships without alcohol, how to pursue your own personal wellness journey, and share intimate conversations with special guests. I'm your host, Keisha Scott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Done With Debauchery. I hope your sober October is off to a strong start. I want to start by following up on last week's episode where I talked about the pumpkin beer I was going to try. I tried it, and I posted a video of my live reaction on my Instagram and TikTok accounts, and I can confirm that the flavor was not what I was expecting at all. I had a really rich pumpkin flavor in mind, but the beer is actually labeled as pumpkin spice ale, so it was a lot more mild than I expected. I would say the flavor notes are more fall spices like cinnamon and nutmeg. I don't want to say it's bad because it really wasn't. I just think that if I was expecting pumpkin spice, I would have liked it more initially which is 100% on me for not reading the label properly. This week, we're talking about socializing in early sobriety, and I'm sharing some tips that really helped me when I was trying to navigate social situations that involved alcohol. In the beginning, sobriety can feel so isolating, especially if you're the only one in your social group that isn't drinking alcohol. Since alcohol has become so normalized in our society, many events include or are centered around drinking. We're forced to encounter it in so many social situations every day. And I'm talking any event from girls' nights in, baby showers, birthdays, or weekends away. So it's important to have tools and tips so that you don't feel like you can't go out and socialize during this time. Tip number one is setting your intention to stay sober for the night. It sounds so simple, and it really is. When I was first trying to get sober, the most important thing that helped me make it through a night without drinking was setting my intention to stay sober that night, no matter what. I needed to set my intention, remind myself why I was not going to drink, and be firm in my decision before leaving my apartment and going to the event. On the nights I made a loose commitment to myself and thought I would just see how I felt when I got there, I was way less likely to stick to my decision to stay sober. I can't stress it enough. This decision needs to be made before you go out and are surrounded by alcohol. Once that happens, you see everyone around you drinking and it's so much easier to just say yes to a drink. I was loose with my commitment to myself for the first few times I tried giving up alcohol and would take the stance of, I'm not really drinking right now, or I'll just have one or two drinks. But now I know that for myself, it's never going to be just that one or two drinks. Maybe that night it will, but the next time it'll be three or four. The time after that will be five to six. And it will just keep snowballing until I'm right back where I started. I recently saw a post on Instagram from Happiest Sober talking about the shift from I'm not drinking right now to I don't drink and how it's a milestone we don't talk about enough. 
That mindset switch was so crucial for me in sticking to my sobriety and being able to make real progress. When it was no longer a negotiation of considering drinking or a negotiation of how many drinks I may or may not have and at what event I might have them at to affirm I don't drink, everything changed for me. Tip number two is using your friends or people you trust as a resource. You have to give people around you the tools to help you succeed. No one can read your mind and no one knows what you're going through unless you tell them. You don't have to make a big announcement to the world or even to your entire group of friends, but try confiding in at least one person. If you're able to let them know you're not drinking and you need their support that night, hopefully they'll be able to show up for you when and how you need them to. But I can guarantee that if you don't talk to them, they won't know. The first few times I took a break from drinking, I would often say to my friends that I am just taking a break or I'm not drinking this week, which was true because I wasn't clear on if sobriety was going to be the long-term goal for me. But as soon as I started communicating that they could expect me to come and have a good time, but I wouldn't be drinking alcohol, it took so much pressure off of me going into these social situations because I didn't have to explain myself every time. And now for the most part, I'm never in a situation where I'm being offered a drink because they already know I won't be having one. Trust me when I say no one actually cares that you're not drinking. Some people may try to pressure you at the beginning, but the people that love you and care about you want you to succeed, and they want you to be the best version of yourself. But two things can be true at the same time. The people that love you can want you to succeed, but depending on what's going on in their life, they may not be able to show up for you in the way you need them to right away. If you find yourself constantly going back on your promise to yourself and drinking around certain people, then you might need to create space in those relationships for a little while, or at least until you're stronger in your sobriety. Again, this doesn't mean that person is a bad friend and you can never talk to them again. It just means that right now, they're not able to show up for you in the way that you need, and your number one priority is taking care of yourself. While it is hard to accept, some of your relationships will change as you get sober. But as you enter this new season of your life, new relationships and connections will come too. Tip number three is to do what makes you feel good. There are no rules when it comes to living your life how you want to. I've always been a bit of a people pleaser and so worried about disappointing the people in my life from not showing up to events or not staying from the beginning to the end. But what I've learned over the last few months is that there are truly no rules. If you have a big event coming up where you'll be surrounded by alcohol and you don't want to go, then don't. I'm a big advocate for canceling plans that you don't want to go to. And I'm not saying stand up your best friend on their wedding day or leave someone hanging for dinner when you've committed to being there. 
But if you're dreading going to a social event and feeling anxiety about being around alcohol or a large crowd where everyone's going to be drinking, you have my permission to not go. What I would recommend is reaching out to the person who's hosting the event, message them privately, and if you feel comfortable sharing why you don't want to go, then share it. But you don't owe anybody a reason. If it's a late night birthday party, then message that person and say, I would love to celebrate your birthday with you, but I'm not able to make it to your party. I would love to do something with you on X date. Are you available to go for lunch or insert whatever sober activity would make you feel comfortable? You're also free to arrive at whatever time you want and leave whenever you want. Just because the party starts at 8 doesn't mean you have to be there at 8. By arriving late and leaving early, you're minimizing the total amount of time you're there, but still giving yourself the option to attend and participate in these social events. I do this all the time, but when I was drinking, I would be the last one at every party, never wanting it to end. And now I'm one of the first people to leave because I love getting home at a decent time, spending some time with my dog before bed, and waking up feeling good the next day. And like any situation, there are going to be some people that understand and say no problem, and there are going to be some people who push back and make it about themselves. But just remember, this is about you and what's best for you. Tip number four is to make non-alcoholic drinks your new BFF. This has been a huge one for me and something that has helped me beyond measure in my sobriety. I think a big part of drinking in some social settings can be wanting to be included in what's going on. And by having a glass of something in your hand, you don't feel like you're missing out on what's happening around you. And if you're worried about people asking you why you're not drinking, then having a drink in your hand, in a fancy glass, or whatever can create the illusion that you are drinking if that's something you feel will help you in your early days. Honestly, there is no shame in doing whatever you need to do to feel comfortable in these situations and make it through sober. When I'm going to a party or any kind of event where I know other people will be drinking, I'm bringing so many non-alcoholic drinks, like more drinks than I could possibly drink during the evening. But I want to make sure that I have options and they're things that I enjoy so that if for some reason I am getting that urge to drink, I have something else I can drink instead. I know that some people question why you would pay $5 for a non-alcoholic beer or $20 for a bottle of non-alcoholic wine because there's no alcohol in it, but I think that they just don't understand that the primary reason you are buying it is because there's no alcohol in it. Having a fun, delicious option available when you're in these settings is so important. I have heard from some people that drinking non-alcoholic wines and non-alcoholic beer can be triggering for them, especially in the early days. So proceed with caution and do what's right for you. But there is a whole world of unreal non-alcoholic options out there. 
we're talking hundreds of options of different sparkling waters, probiotic sodas, low sugar, ready to drink, non-alcoholic canned cocktails. It's just a matter of finding something you like and making sure it's available to you in the moments you need it. So my four tips for socializing in early sobriety are one, set your intention to stay sober for the night before you leave your home. Number two, use your friends as a resource. Communicate your intention to them and let them help you be successful. Number three, there are no rules, so do what you want to do. Arrive late, leave early, or don't go at all. And number four, my personal favorite, make non-alcoholic drinks your new BFF. Changing your life by removing alcohol from it is hard, but you can do it. And the more you do to prepare yourself for these situations before you're actually in them is what's going to make the difference in if you succeed or not. Please let me know if you found these tips helpful by sending me a message on Instagram. As always, thank you so much for listening and see you next time. This is Keisha signing off on another episode of Done With Debauchery. If you liked what you heard, please share and subscribe. You can also find me at donewithdebauchery.com or follow along on Instagram at donewithdebauchery. Thanks for listening.